2: Let's talk about the complementarity of men and men women. Men and women. Let's talk about <laughs> evangelization. Let's beat that dead horse to a pulp. Ethan, are we Are we normie? No. Have we become parodies of ourselves? Yes.
3: Ethan, I'm scared. I don't know what it's the tunnel's getting darker. <laughs> Welcome to the Crunch. It's your boy Ethan, and I'm Patrick. And this morning, somebody tried to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) So, Patrick, here's what here's what went down. This is why I was late to the show. Ethan texted me,
2: "Hold up, stop! My kitchen just exploded." (laughs) I thought of the worst possible thing that could have happened. Anything could have that could have meant anything. Ethan left a couple of peeps in the microwave. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He mixed ammonium and bleach.
3: (laughs) Um, I put a spoon. In the garbage disposal, you you
2: cannot, you cannot, and I repeat this, listeners, you cannot put tubes of toothpaste in the microwave because they're lined with aluminum foil.
3: Is that true? It's true. At least the one that I did when I was three and ruined my
2: family's microwave.
3: (laughs) Um. So what happened was, is I was making my morning podcast coffee, Mm -hmm. and I put my Folgers. Back in the cupboard and I lightly closed you the cupboard door. You can't brand drop folders. I'm looking for that sponsorship. <laughs> I lightly closed the cupboard door and I turn around and I just hear this l the loudest shatter I've ever heard in my entire life. Um piercing the morning at 9 a.m. And <laughs> the the tranquil morning destroyed by this noise. I turn around and this there's this light, one of those long, like i don't know what you call it they're in our schools you know the the fluorescent lamps the the large fluorescent lamps the cylindric the cylindric lamps tubular lamps um there's just one of them that chills above our sink well it used to chill above our sink and it (laughs) fell and just shattered all over the place and there was gas floating around in the kitchen did you open a window I did. I texted Patrick. I was like, I don't know what to do. He goes, open a window immediately. I was like, oh man, that's a great idea. I didn't think of that. Yeah, because I, I don't, I don't know if it's a halogen lamp. Halogen lamps have gas
2: in them that are toxic if you breathe them.
3: Well, I was, I was breathing the gas in, but I'm, but I'm fine. <laughs> Everything's purple, but I'm fine. <laughs> My kid's going to have three arms, but I'm fine. <laughs> well, that sounds like more
2: than fine. Are you kidding me? Imagine how good he's going to be at football. You could be a football dad. (laughs) Where
3: would you put a third arm if you could?
2: Belly button. Hands down.
3: You took mine.
2: Hands. I mean, that's the easiest place for it. Because, like, I mean, what else? What else are you going to use the third arm for besides holding drinks when you're at parties when you're supposed to eat and drink at the same time?
3: You know. You know what I'm thinking? What? Forehead. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You know what? I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put my
2: third arm in my mouth so that even if I receive on the tongue, I'm receiving on the hand
3: wow thanks the ultimate vatican two. the ultimate
2: vatican II catholic no but seriously like i i what what else what else would i use it for besides parties where they give us plates of food that you need a fork for and also drinks and no tables i hate those mm. parties i'm always like yeah. i'm always like holding my my drink in the socket of my arm and trying to eat my beans and rice and i'm like this is the most uncomfortable
3: experience maybe i would have one on my back like a dorsal fin <laughs> like swimming in the ocean, yeah. And you're just like you could, you could you could wave at people without turning around. It's like you don't have to. Just... Man, that'd be fun. Not ever, a lot goes on back there anyway. If so. you
2: ever miss a high five, you have a second chance. You know,
3: a third chance.
2: That's true. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> the triple high five. If it's perfectly placed with my other arms, I could like just spin <laughs> and just completely rotate. Oh man, that's fun! Hey, I'm gonna turn off my video because I forgot. Okay, that's right. I don't want my audio to be bad for this episode. I just got lost. I got lost in your beard.
2: We don't. We don't. uh, We don't usually record with the audio with the video on anymore. It's.
3: I know it is. Old
2: days have passed.
3: Patrick, tell me. uh, Tell me what happened last night. You said you had a bit of a, bit of a situation.
2: Oh yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't much of a situation. I was excited to hear about your night because of the party you went to. But, well. So the story was yesterday we got on the, oh, the crunch yeah. to record. I, I'm, I'm I we have the, we have the intro banter already recorded because I am going to use the one from yesterday. We got on the crunch and we talked for like thirty minutes about our personal lives because we're friends and Ethan. Ethan now we're has not. to admit we're friends, we're and friends. um, <laughs> and then we were like I don't have a topic and Ethan was like I don't have a topic either and he goes today would be a perfect day for a guest and I was like yeah that's actually really true, and then we were like all right, Ethan's like I'm going to a party and I was like I'm going into Pittsburgh for the night. So maybe something funny will happen and I assumed that something did funny happened at your, your party.
3: Well, the the party was Dukes of Hazard themed, and so early in the afternoon I helped the boys bring in probably fifty to sixty bales of hay into their house. Oh jeez. And the whole house was littered with well, the front room. They like turned it into a barn basically. <laughs> um And so people, they were playing country music in there. People were dancing and singing. The worst part was, is that the hay was so dusty that it was just igniting everybody's allergies. And so (laughs) it was like, I wanted to hang out in this cool room, but I couldn't. And so I was stuck either in the sad hallway to one side where there was one guy guarding the door or the dance room where there was nasty jams and boom tunes going on.
2: Nasty jams. Was this not a Christian party?
3: It was not a Christian party. Ooh. Uh, um, but I was there, it was actually kind of nice because some people would be like, Ethan, why are you a focus missionary going to a frat party? That's just dumb. I actually had some really good conversations with some guys as they were on their like door duty shifts because nobody's talking to the guys that are like guarding the door, you know? Yeah. And their shifts are 30 minutes long. So I'd just sit down and just talk to them. Um, it was, uh, it was interesting.
2: Party ministry re- is real. Party
3: ministry re- is real. I wrapped a streamer around my head, so I had a bit of a headband, so I kind of blended in <laughs> with the uh, with the people.
2: I took my necktie and wrapped it around my head. As you can see, <laughs> I am very quirky. <laughs> mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Every that's... freshman, regardless of high school or college, okay. every freshman. What?
3: I listen. I did that at NST. <laughs> we, we had a whole group of us do that. And at, you were uh, technically a freshman at NST. That's good. That's true. So it makes sense. But yeah, not, nothing really much to report from you that you didn't end. almost get stabbed i didn't almost get Gosh, stabbed it, your life is so uh, boring now i know i uh i presented my id to the police officer at the front door and he gave <laughs> me a wristband like it was very very up to up to code um
2: i went to yeah. a very i went to a very good frat party a couple of weeks ago it was, it was like that there were two off-duty cops and all the administration all the other ras were like whoa patrick like be careful going to that frat party. And I'm like, I know the guys there, they're fine. And I come back and I'm like, Hey guys, it was great. No one was drunk. It was fun. It went for like a respectable hour. And then the band wrapped it up and we all went home. It was great. And then, um, the guy who like leads the frat was like called into the disciplinary Dean's office. And he was like, Alex shouted, Alex. I I have no bad things to tell you about the party. Good job. And I was like, hooray. The fraternity hey. lives. I root re- I, it. I root for Alpha Phi Delta on Franciscan's campus. I've rooted for them my entire year, my entire years here because I think they get a bad rep. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> some of the rep is deserved, but these guys are good. So I went into Pittsburgh yesterday and Shut up. shout out Pittsburgh. And we went to this place called the strip district. I don't know why it's called. Uh,
3: um,
2: uh,
3: <laughs> this is a Catholic podcast, buddy. <laughs> I went to this the is, place called. This is not a confessional. I can't, I can't do anything. I can't do anything about this. <laughs> can't help
2: you. There's just a bunch of like. There's just a bunch of like stores and stores
3: restaurants. In yeah, it's in a, scare, it's scare quotes. Stores.
2: It's a strip of stores. Oh, I think the strip refers more to the street than the people on the street.
3: Oh, but okay. Anyway,
2: there's like, <laughs> and so. <laughs>
3: the activities um, partaken on the street.
2: Phoebes and Teresa and I shout out Phoebs and Teresa and I.
3: We, you can't shout yourself out. Yes, I can.
2: <laughs> we we were like, let's go into Pittsburgh. And so we all hopped in the car at 7 o'clock p.m. when it's nighttime and we drove an hour into a city at night. And then we were like, well, they were, they were like, what's the plan? And so I, I asked my friend, Nina, who lives in Pittsburgh, shout out, Nina, who lives in Pittsburgh. Uh, and he he suggested we go to this parish called St. Patrick's. And it's like none of, the, none of the parishes are open down there, but there's this like garden in Pittsburgh the middle of this urban area and it's a it's a statuary and there's a ton of stat- he's like it's like this hidden little gem of of catholicism in the middle of the city and i was like all right yeah cool let's go and so we popped it in the gps right we drove down and we found this church called saint stanislaus key yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: yeah yeah i know yeah. about saint stanislaus.
2: yeah and so this parish had saint patrick's like attached to it but we couldn't find the garden. Like we walked around the entire church and we couldn't find the garden. Um and at this point it was late and I was kind of cranky and I was like, I can't find this parish. Oh,
3: poor baby, poor baby, upset,
2: creepy, baby. I don't appreciate this. Poor baby. <laughs> oh, hey Ethan, why don't you tell the people what happened after you tried to open the window?
3: <laughs> oh, the the blinds fell. <laughs> My kitchen is a. I'm like
2: open a, a window, a and car he's car like, together. "This just happened. The blinds are falling over." He's like, "I the live in a, I live in a
3: cartoon." It's ridiculous. It was like comical because I was stepping on glass, like, "Ow, ow, ah!" Trying to get over <laughs> the window, the blinds fell down. Oh <sighs> man! <It's okay>. Anyway, <laughs> so fine. I was like, I was like cranky, and and we were, we
2: were trying to we were trying to go we we're gonna go to the church, and then we were gonna go to this place called Permonti Brothers. Have you heard of Permonti Brothers?
3: Oh, yeah, I'm very familiar with Pramonte Brothers.
2: Okay, it's like a chain restaurant. I guess it's only up here. I don't know. Apparently, it's a chain restaurant, but like the original one is in downtown Pittsburgh in the strip district. Okay. And so we were like, gotcha. let's go to that. Um, I was like, fine, let's just go to the restaurant because I just want to sit down and I want to eat something. And so we were driving around and like the GPS kept recalculating. And Siri does not like cities or one way streets, she doesn't understand how they work. Just doesn't like U-turns, so if you make if you miss a turn, you have to drive thirty minutes to correct it. And so I was like, I was getting really upset and really mad, and I was like, God, ah, fine. And so we got lost and we got turned around. And Teresa like looked up St. Patrick's on Google and was like, I wonder where it was, like what it looks like. And so she saw the church, like saw what it looked like. And then we passed, we like drove past uh, a little tower, and she was like, Oh my gosh, that's it. I was like, Oh wow. All right, cool. Let let let's go. And so we parked and we went, and it was like we were going somewhere completely different. And we saw the church that we were supposed to go to originally, and we walked in, and it was gorgeous. Yes. It was like wow. well lit by the moon. All the oh, statues the had like lights on them, and wow. we walked around, and like all the heavy hitters were there. Man, Saint Francis, uh huh, um, Saint Patrick, you know, um, mm-hmm. Saint Saint Teresa of Lisieux. St. Paul the Sixth. St. Paul the Sixth. Shout out,
3: St. Oscar Romero.
2: St. Oscar Romero. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it, it was actually a really beautiful experience because I like we we all we all walked around the garden separately, and I obviously went up to St. Patrick, my namesake, and I had this really good moment with St. Patrick. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't really I don't really have a great devotion to my patron saint, and so I kind of I kind of sat there and I was like pondering the snake thing. You know, uh-huh. I was like, what does yeah, it mean yeah. and how does it apply to my life, et cetera, et cetera. And it was, it was this really beautiful and prayerful experience. um, And I almost missed it because I was so grumpy. Yeah. You know, and Dang. I also didn't, we had, we had this plan, right. And it was a good plan. You know, we were like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to go to this church. We're going to go the, to this restaurant and Monte Brothers, yeah. And then we're, we're, we're going to have a good time in Pittsburgh right that's that's enough that's enough for like a a good solid evening and then like one plan fell through and the other one fell through and i was like all right cool this entire trip was worthless let's just you know go somewhere else i guess and then god got us lost and brought us to where we needed to go anyway and
3: i was crazy how he does
2: that yeah and i I was i was kind of i was kind of thinking about how like that applies
3: to my life whoa hold on a minute mm, that's allegory. Crazy. You yeah. just turn that on or i had no idea that that's where that was going. i'm so mad at you right now <laughs> <laughs> just my, all this my, friend, my friend daniel my friend daniel
2: was making fun of catholic speakers at steubenville because uh-huh. he's like um or no no no, sorry it was it was a it was vacation bible school that's what it was which is right. essentially like steubenville for three-year-olds okay. and um he was like he was like People uh, me up at at vacation Bible school doing like a weird little experiment with a big balloon and air in it and like blowing over a a, it's like using air to knock over a water bottle and he goes hey you know what that's kind of like us and God and I'm like yeah that's exactly how (laughs) every talk sounds it's like oh this random story huh yeah guess what guess what it's an analogy
3: (laughs) people passing out in the in the crowd losing their minds throwing roses (laughs) crying oh my gosh the building starts to shake
2: (laughs) so yeah i was thinking about that story (laughs) in mass today uh, because i was thinking about discernment because today's reading is all about uh is like the um (coughs) evangelical councils today's gospel is Uh like go sell everything you have and i was thinking about how uh whenever everybody hears that they automatically say i have a vocation to the religious life god must be calling me to the religious life because this reading was today you know what i'm saying yes yeah okay so um i was thinking about discernment and um all
3: right that's all i got podcast oh okay well good i don't know what to add to that yeah that's why (laughs) okay glad we didn't pick your topic for the
2: oh my gosh so glad we didn't pick my topic for the podcast
3: It's so funny because you'll be like, "I got a, I got a topic, and it's like a story. It's like, all right, it's a good moral,
2: it's a good story, and then, and then it's, it's a story not."
3: And I just have trouble building off of it. I don't know if it's selfishness or laziness. Well, or here's here's
2: the thing, way. Ethan. I had a plan that's... for the podcast, right? It yeah. got derailed. We're going in a different uh-huh. direction, but who knows? We might end up right back there.
3: You know that's anyway, true.
2: You know that's just how God cult. goes. Maybe this podcast is a metaphor.
3: So I want to talk about death. Okay. Uh, <laughs> d- death comes to mind right now because I want to die while doing this podcast. Also because I'm kidding, Patrick. I Because Ethan I, had to wake up at 9 a.m. after. So I had to wake up at 9 a.m. I sacrificed my, my Sunday sleep time. I don't know if you know this, but I take my Sabbath very seriously. I don't do any chores. I don't do any work. Like, I don't do anything, right? I literally I sleep in until noon. <laughs> and I get up. I call my friends. I read a book. Um, I eat Oreos. I'll go to church. Go to dinner. Have people over. We watch Space Jam, and then I go to bed every week. Like Space every, Jam every week. <laughs> it's a different movie every week, but I I love relaxing on my Sundays. And so when Patrick was like, "Hey, I need you to get up at seven a.m. for the podcast," <laughs> I said to myself, "I can't do it." But anyway. So I'm here, we're here, and I want to talk about death, right? And there's is an interesting thought that I've had kind of percolating for a couple of weeks. Um, and maybe it's time to unleash it on the world. Mm, mm-hmm. But there's, the, there's a phrase that I want to maybe focus on. Um, it's this idea of patient urgency. Interesting. And that is something that my mentor, my staff mentor, told me <clears throat> when I was talking about you know, I'm so excited to, to be here at Tulsa and to be doing all the work that I'm doing. Um, but I feel like I'm not doing enough, but at the same time, I'm feeling like I'm doing too much. And he's like, this is where you have to have patient urgency. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? Like, why would you even, he's like, I don't know, man, pray about it. I was like, shut up. That's stupid. That you can't sounds just
2: like an impossibility. You can't have patient urgency. Well, you also you... can't have one in three. So
3: yeah, it's like, why would you drop this, this ridiculous idea on me and then just let me figure it out. It makes me feel so lost, but Anyway, so I kind of have this urgency about me with regards to mission, right? In like an overwhelming general sense. Um, So my friend Kevin and I will text each other regularly and we'll say, hey, 80 years left. Like that's a. Have I talked about that before? No. On the show? Yeah. So I got a good friend, Kevin, and we kind of we get we jazz each other up about living, right? The Great Commission and all this stuff and recognizing that we really don't have that long on Earth. Um, and so we'll text each other. We'll say, Hey, 80 years left because we're both, I'm, I'm 22. He's 21. Just assuming that we live to be about a hundred. Like that's kind of the, the thing. It's not if like, hey, you're eating eight. Oreos at 9am. Listen, <laughs> need that from you. <laughs> oh gosh. Can't even live in my own home. We live in a society.
2: We live in a society. We really do. <laughs>
3: um, and so there's, there's this idea of urgency, right? of, shoot, I only have this life to live for Christ and like choose it and spread it to other people. And then I'm going to die and I'm going to exist for infinitely longer than when I'm existing here. Yeah. And so there's that urgency, which is great. But then there's also the idea of patience because you can't like force feed somebody the gospel and just expect it all to work out, right? Yeah. And so where like my struggle is finding kind of the play between the two in because i I heavily lean towards urgency um because that's just my personality it's like get up go let's make this happen um but then when things don't necessarily go the way that i want them to go i don't have a lot of patience Mm -hmm. and i need to be better at patience what do you think about that
2: yeah where do you where do you see yourself it's kind of like when you're going on a trip and you have a (laughs) destination I will use the analogy. That story will not be wasted in vain. I just told it too early. Okay. Yeah, no, I totally I totally get it. Um I feel that a lot right now in my personal life because I want to go do the mission now, right? Like yeah. I'm in I'm finishing up my theology degree. I'm actually done with my theology degree this semester. The only thing that qualifies me to be a youth minister, well, I mean, never mind. The thing that qualifies me to be a youth minister <laughs> <laughs> is like is done this semester. Well, I have I have like one class left, and it's to finish off my communications degree that I I really only use for this podcast, um, mm-hmm. which I'm already doing. So it's like, anyway. So Fake. I'm I'm just kind of like I'm just kind of like, what? Why can't I just go do the mission like now? Why can't I just go? Why can't I just go save souls now? Um, but it's funny because even even if I just picked up a youth ministry job tomorrow, I would still have to wait. To help save souls, because you can't yeah. just walk into a parish and drop a sick analogy, and then everyone converts to exactly Catholicism. You know,
3: and that's <clears throat> I think realizing more and more that conferences and retreats and things um, are really like I this is a frustrating thing for me, right? Because there's this this tendency that nobody has put in place but it's just kind of something that i see in myself as like oh i'll just wait until after like i'll get a guy signed up for seek and i'll be like oh, i'll just wait until after seek you know and so that's kind of one of those situations where it's not patience but it's just like talking about like analogies and speakers and mm-hmm. things like allowing somebody else to do this work because i think that i won't be able to do anything and so it's it's like struggling to not let conferences and retreats take over the, the thing that we're trying to do. Right. Like there's no, there's no reason that I got to wait to till seek to have real conversations with these guys. Right. Yeah, absolutely not. And so it's, like I have urgency, but only when I feel like it will suit me, <laughs> you know. And then when in other times where it's like, oh man, I don't really need to have urgency because he's going on seek. He's signed up. He paid the full thing. He's going to go. Like he's committed, so I don't really have to worry about him. Which is just silly.
2: Yeah, you you kind of you kind of put someone in the checkbox of they're good. I mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. Um when I when I joined Fishers of Men my freshman year the thing that attracted me to them the most was how they emphasized evangelizing the faithful
3: ooh the new evangelization if you will
2: not even necessarily the new evangelization because the new evangelization is evangelization where the sense of the faith has been lost
3: Wow, the new new evangelization,
2: the newer the even the even newer evangelization. It's funny because the it's newest, newest evangelization <laughs> by Patrick. Net. The it's it's more just the constant evangelization that is necessary within a community, right? It's the it's what we what we call accountability partners, like those 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 little those little doohickeys, those little spiritual uh-huh. aphorisms we we say. Uh, yeah. What those really are is just a, a re-evangelization of our friends and the Dang. people that we consider to be in, you know. And so, so this kid might he might he might not be all gung ho about the faith, right? But like you've got him in. Seek is a valuable tool. He's signed up. He he's paid for it. Boom. Right. But now you have three months to mm-hmm. really establish that relationship, to foster those conversations, and maybe you're right. Maybe you're only going to have those conversations at Seek. Right. Maybe you are. Maybe those conversations are going to happen at seek because he's going to be in a place where he's like away from his normal life, more focused on Jesus. Right. So he's going to be having more free time to just sit and talk with someone in a conference hallway. You know, those
1: mm-hmm.
2: I know you're talking about conference conversations with people are always cool. Yeah, I know exactly what kind of conversation you're talking about, but they but they aren't real life. Well, they, they are. They are. They're, they're just not they're just not standalone. You can't. It's the conference doesn't do it. The relationship does. Right. So like the, the those conversations only come through people that you have a relationship with right? Right. or they're they're only they're only sure when you have because there's always the person that there's always like going to be a person who might come up to you, like yeah. led by the spirit or you might be led by the spirit to talk to them right but those are you you can't you can't just roll the dice and wait for those you have to like do some of the work and then if you if you pour into this guy if you like if you talk to him and you put time into the relationship then Mm -hmm. if he's led by the spirit to talk to anybody he's gonna come to you you know it's 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 gonna it's your your witness to him is going to be a reason why he comes back to you. And conferences aren't fake. You know, like retreats aren't fake. The yeah, the peace the no, peace the that you feel there is real. Is real. Yeah. But it needs to be it needs to be supported by something that's a sturdier foundation. It's the mm-hmm. it's it's the fresco. It's the um you know, painting sick frescoes. It's the it's the the edifice of the cathedral of the heart, you know. You, yeah. those are those are like They need to be supported by something. You can't just put them up.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. And it, it's, it's just fascinating to me, like thinking about all of this, because like last night at the, at the party, right. There was a guy there who's in one of my Bible studies. I knew there was going to be a party story. I knew it. I, sorry. Well, he was talking to me and, um, about like, he just saw that I was there and he's like, man, it's so cool that you're here. Like, I think it's awesome that you're like relating to us and like, you're really, doing a lot of good and you don't even realize it like the fact that my roommate sat in on the last like five minutes of bible study this week is huge like he would have never done that before you know um like Mm. i'm he literally said the words like i'm really thankful that you are here and that you're not working in kansas city and it was like man dang does that just affirm every decision you made it it kind of (laughs) does in a lot of ways no it's so that's so good yeah yeah it's like and so then I have to remember, like, that's something that has to keep me going, you know? And so, like, <clears throat> so th- to get back to the original point, right? When I'm thinking about death, sometimes I get scared, right? And I've talked about this before, where I kind of get like little panic attacks about death if I start thinking about it too hard because eternity is very big and long and scary. And I, <laughs> and I don't really know necessarily like what's going to, what's going to happen. it freaks me out a lot. Right. And the platitudes of, Oh, it's going to be eternal happiness with God. It's like, that doesn't do a lot for me. Um, and so I, I essentially have two responses, right? The first response being fear, cowardice, um, ig- ignoring the reality of death, numbing it with pleasure. That's a big one. Do you ever like start thinking about the big questions in life? You're like, ah, 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 and you just pull up a YouTube video about like, it. A- <laughs> avatar the last airbender like it's gonna be fine it's gonna be okay (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) like that's like we can't do that is the thing
2: we can't we can't we can't cover up our deep philosophical questions i mean when when i'm when i'm in when i'm in crisis modes like that i just like sometimes not all the time i'll just like cut myself off from every kind of thing that like takes my senses away from now Mm-hmm. like if I if I'm if I I remember a couple times over the summer I was going through really tough emotional crises and I was like all right no Netflix no movies no alcohol no eating outside of regular meals because like I know these are all things that I distract myself with um no music during working out like I'm just gonna let myself be in my own mind and like be with Jesus because he's the only thing I want to take my mind away from reality because like he's a deeper
3: reality than the world that I'm in but anyway um um, yes, yeah, so like that's that's a definite temptation, and then, in addition, like that can lead to despair um and like a lot of selfishness, too, good old despair, yeah, classic despair, not that I've been despairing, but like this is I could see myself spiraling into that at some point if I allow it to to get to that, oh, it's possible, right? yeah, it is, it is, or even like uh, in those times, it's really easy to like use relationships and friendships that you have in your life to like distract you too. And so it like ends up just being a whole, like a miasma of, of nonsense that goes on. Right. So that's the first option is responding that way. And the second option, can you guess what it is, Patrick? No. What is it? Sainthood. (laughs) What? Crazy. Right. And we are becoming saints. We are becoming saints. And that but that's it, right? You there's no there's there's only two options to the reality of death. And the first one is is fear and pleasure and despair, and the second option is sainthood. And if you're you, you cannot be in between those things. Yeah. And it's not that's not like a new idea. That's not I'm just that's just a new way that I put it into words. It's not, it's not a new
2: evangelization or anything. It's just a regular no.
3: one. Um and I want to read can I read a quote from Saint Therese?
2: absolutely you may
3: okay great because she's been uh destroying me lately i've been reading story of a soul i put off reading story of a soul for a super long time because i was like oh my god you gotta read story of the soul it's so good and i'm like it can't be that good i'm very holy i don't need this <laughs> hey listen
2: i was the one who told you to read story of a soul i told you to read story of a soul two years ago and you didn't you're, do you're it. one of you're one of
3: many yeah but i finally i started reading it on her feast day actually good um, and it yeah it's been it's been wonderful she's the patron so there's of this missionaries quote. i know that's yeah. another thing too um So here's the quote, right? True glory is that which will last eternally, and to reach it, it isn't necessary to perform striking works, but to hide oneself and practice virtue in such a way that the left hand knows not what the right hand is doing. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating to me, right? So it's the – so this, again, goes back to the patient urgency thing, right? Is I want to have urgency – and I want to do these big things and do these grandiose things for the Lord, right? Like I know that I have a certain amount of time and it's, it's either I lead people to Jesus or I don't. And then here is Therese saying like, it's not about doing these striking works. It's not about having, helping people have these grand conversions, but it's about practicing virtue in such a way that your left hand knows not what your right hand is doing. And I, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I was just about to ask you if you knew how to do that. Dang it. Uh, okay. Patrick, Patrick, the audience is gonna know that we don't know what we're doing. Oh no, okay. All right.
2: Uh, hey, hey audience. Um, just a few technical <laughs> difficulties. Uh, we'll be right back. Just with the curtain. Um, <laughs> hide yourself in the little actions. I mean like I I am tempted to Okay, so here's here's the here's here's a good example. Yeah. Please. The most public thing I do is this podcast,
3: right? Okay.
2: Um, that is what a lot of my friends will, a lot of people at Franciskin will reference. Uh-huh. Um, it's like always a good joke. Like it's yep. always like a good like. Oh, a Patrick! Like like what defines Patrick is the crunch, right? Um, I don't see myself as defined by the podcast, right? Right, and I think i think that's a really big step for me because i think i used to oh you definitely did yeah i mean i remember i remember in, in january when you were like i'm leaving i was like oh no what I am crushed. i who is patrick who
1: but is, like who is
2: podcast who is podcast i mean patrick um <laughs>
3: hey mom well, it's me your son podcast ne- patrick nevy i
2: think <laughs> I, I don't i think i like i don't think i define my whole self but like i i, def, I used the podcast as like a like a um a justification for my being, being good at evangelization. Right. But I think, I think now I, I, I grow so tired of hearing people like reference the podcast as like my defining characteristic. I'm, I'm, but because of this, I'm okay with it. It's like the, I found in, in Houston working with kids that no one knows outside of my fellow missionaries is like, that's what defined my evangelization for a long time. And like, that's how I define my work now and i'm okay with like i think hiding in those works is like not um letting letting those things define you to yourself and to god and to those closest to you but not letting them define you to the world right so like the it's not like putting on a show for the world but like letting the world see what it will in you because they're gonna figure out they're gonna see what they see you know they're gonna see someone who's Mm -hmm. They're going to they're going to look at you as someone who's really into school or someone who's really into sports or whatever. They're going to see that. Um, Let them see it. Don't correct them, Uh but don't see yourself as the things that are worldly, glorious to the world's eyes. Right. Yeah. Um, Twitter followers, you know, those aren't glorious to the world's eyes. Just don't define yourself by those things. Define yourself by the little acts.
3: Mm hmm. Cause it's a it's a real temptation for me to define myself like I always I'm always wanting people to be like comparing me to the missionaries that were here before me. Um so it's mm. like, hey, are we doing a better job at community? Are we are we leading more Bible studies? Are we like those sorts sorts of things? It's like I want to and but it's all out of a place of good, right? Like I want better better things for the students yeah. right but then all of a sudden I'm not defining myself in a in I am a son of God I'm defining myself in I'm trying to be a better missionary <laughs> which is like not bad but when it's like a comparison game and like yeah. if I'm always trying to improve so that people can see like oh Ethan's trying really hard to be a good missionary like I, I'm gonna tell him that you know and like trying to get that out of people, it's not good, and that applies for a lot of things. That applies to your job, your like, I don't know, I don't know what you do in your free time. That's
2: free true. Time. You don't have to have a podcast to be prideful.
3: Exactly, and I'm. But sure, it doesn't help. you <laughs> Whoever, whoever's listening to this is probably like, you're. It it relates to something going on in your life. That's just what's going on with me. Yeah, and so,
2: um, it's, sorry,
3: I got lost in a tangent, but.
2: No, that wasn't tangent at all. It's it's uh, it's like I was saying worldly things.
3: Um, mm, I remember what I was going to say. Yeah, sorry. But Therese talks about this in the book. Um, she talks about how she hated getting compliments on her physical beauty because it would only lead her to vanity. Like uh, she, yeah. But she wasn't. She didn't like correct people. She didn't say no. I'm not that pretty. She just said thank you, but acknowledged that that compliment could lead her to vanity and how she didn't really like that and yeah. how she wished it She wished it didn't happen so that she didn't have that temptation but she didn't stop people from complimenting her right and so what I need then is like let's say I am doing a good job and somebody says Ethan you're doing a good job I shouldn't try to like cover it up with false humility I shouldn't try to like seek more I should just say thank you and move on and absolutely yeah And that, like, I know that, right? That makes sense. But in terms of like practicing this, this hiding myself um, and doing virtue, so that even my my left hand doesn't know what my right hand is doing, let alone other people. It's hard because we have a podcast and we talk about the the ways that we're trying to grow in virtue to thousands of people. And so, how do I even begin to not? to hide myself when you and I are both like public people because I'm public in my job. You're public with the podcast and like it's soon to be your job.
2: Yeah. And we're all, I mean, every, every single one of us is public to a certain extent. Exactly.
3: Exactly. So like, how, how do we share the good news? I guess it's like, it's just a matter of trusting God and like not our own merits.
2: Yeah. How, how do you, I mean, I think, I think Teresa's answer is, is, uh, okay. So analogously, Teresa's physical beauty, right? Reflects the beauty of God necessarily. Yes. Because it exists and because it is beautiful. Right. So, but her hearing that in her fallen state knew that it would, that those compliments would lead her to sin, but her beauty led other people to reflect on the beauty of God. All right. Probably. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, Analogously, okay, the works that just radiate from us without us being able to help it, because we we
3: can't we can't. Just what does say that mean? What is a work that radiates from us without us being able to?
2: Things help that are it? necessarily visible, you know, like oh wow, you're. I mean, my restaurant is great. I love working there. But like it's it's just the Christian attitude that I bring in there is a lot different than some hopeless attitudes that are brought in there, and so like it, it's necessarily I'm I'm just more visibly like I'm 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 visibly good at my job and I'm a visibly happy person, and they see that and they talk about it right and they compliment it, they call right. me and then and then I kind I kind of wish that customers wouldn't um compliment me to my my boss. I'm like I just don't I just don't want to think that I'm like the best server and that I deserve more money. Right. Or like that I I should like, oh, they're they're really going to miss me when I when I'm gone. Right. Like because I'm leaving soon. Like, ah, bye. Like you're going to it's going to suck without me, you know, but it's just those outward virtues that we Mm -hmm. just because we necessarily have to practice virtue in the world. And then some people are going to just going to see it kind of like kind of like Terriza's physical beauty. It's like she she can't just I mean, she can put as many habits on as she wants, but like. She's still gonna be beautiful, you know there's right. no like there's no way around it, so I mean she can't escape um letting your light shine before men is part of the gospel you know you can't you can't just put your you can't just put a bushel basket over your lamp. it's just gonna happen, but there yeah. are there are things that go on interiorly that we don't have to let people see, and those are the things that we need to rest in those are things that we need to hide in, like hide in the fact that like honestly I can't I can't even really say these things because like the the hidden the hidden parts of your heart are hidden so they're hidden so much I can't even think of examples right but we all we all know what's hidden in our hearts Um. I know I know that sometimes what's hidden in my heart is like in the past has been like has been bad has been like a, a deep attachment to sin has been yeah something that I don't want to hide in because I know that if I did it would lead me to greater sin now I'm, I feel like I'm in more of a state where I could I could hide in my inner self and grow closer to God. Cause that's where God is, you know, that's like the call of the divine indwelling.
3: And that's, that's a matter of like growing in virtue so that you have a virtuous place to reside. Because if we're, if all we have, what is it? I don't, the Jesus is talking about how evil comes from uh, within and not from without. within. Yeah. And so, um, I probably just butchered, I should know the Bible better. But if we work on, Choosing the small things that nobody's going to see, because they're even like even myself, and I like I'll say things like when I used to be less holy, and I'll think about like something that I did yesterday. (laughs) Dang it, dang it! I'm still Um, less holy. But I I choose I've chosen things this week, right? in In a situation where like nobody can see me, right? Like nothing's going on, and I've chosen the lesser, right? I've chosen the sin over the great over the virtue and it's something it could be something as small as like ah man like i i'm looking at the floss and i'm just not gonna do it today like most (laughs) days i do it right but there's flossing your teeth yeah yeah that's fair that's a virtuous thing and then yeah like and and to me it's like not an ingrained habit so i need to work on it and there'll be some days like oh man i'm really tired i'm just i'm just gonna skip flossing like nobody sees that and it really is not that big of a deal. Um, that I skip it one one or two days out of seven.
2: But then in 20 years, when you get gingivitis, you're going to be like, Guys. Exactly,
3: right? And that's just like a small, 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 small way. And there are other ways that I can talk about, but I don't want to because they're embarrassing because they're small things that I didn't choose because nobody else was around, you know? And so, and we all have those things. Here's a here's a good analogy. Okay. You're just really trying to sell your analogies today, aren't you?
2: Yep. This one, this one for the low, low price of nine ninety nine. So I was building a fire the other day. (laughs) Okay, with Teresa and Phoebe. Shout out Teresa and Phoebe. We were gonna make s'mores, and it was raining, so we actually had to like cover up the fire with like, to like make sure that it was covered so it wouldn't get wet. All right, and so Phoebe was looking at the fire, and she was like, "Wow, it's it's not as uh, it's not as bright as it was." I was like, well, that's because we were we were burning cardboard first and the cardboard burned so quickly and brightly that it looks like you got a really good fire going, you know, but like it's not it's not catching like the bigger logs. Um, and then later in, in the day when we actually had the fire kind of like really going the fire, the logs were on fire, but they were only on fire at the hottest part underneath. Um, And like we can like we can like throw lighter fluid on it and make it like burn brighter so we can roast marshmallows quicker. Um, but what really counts is the fire that's within, I don't know if you ever built a fire, but we had like a lean to, Oh
3: yeah. All so, yeah. about the lean to,
2: all about the lean to, you know, it's really great. Cause it protects the, uh, the under, under part of the fire from the rain, you know, and then you can catch the logs on fire. Anyway, I think that's why the Bible verse says, let your light shine before men, not make your light shine before men. Ah, because, Letting your light shine before men means just allowing the flame, the, like the heat that's coming from within you, just catch things on fire just naturally, as uh-huh. opposed to just throwing cardboard acts on the fire and lighter fluid and just right. being like, look at how bright I'm burning. It's like, well, that the, the outside stuff isn't really what matters. And like, it, it's totally cool to throw cardboard on the fire and it's important but none of none of that really matters unless your interior is is burning hot uh and so i think i think that like you can't you can't even really begin to judge yourself at all but you you can't you can't even if you were if you were able to judge yourself you can't really judge yourself based on what other people say to you about yourself your the worth of um your holiness comes from god within you And, uh, and yeah, so we, so I think that, I think that's what she means by hide, hide yourself, hide yourself in that warmth.
3: This is like a famous focus analogy that Curtis Martin always uses is putting an iron rod into a fire.
2: At least I come up with my own analogies.
3: You did, you do putting an iron rod into a fire and allowing it to get super hot. And then when you take that iron rod and you touch it to another piece of wood, what's going to happen? That, that piece of wood's going to catch on fire. And so. It's kind of, it's a different, right? Like yours is definitely true, but then it's like there is a fire already burning. His name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if we, if we rest in him and if we allow ourselves to be heated up by Jesus, then we will it's just by our nature, like the the iron doesn't have to do anything except like touch the other wood. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, and I think that's, that's Trez's whole, whole thing is like, like, she's lighting me on fire just by writing honestly about her life and she's not trying to exaggerate it. Um, She gets like some things wrong. And like the author has to, or the trans translator has to go back and like, correct. Like Trez was wrong here. This is what actually happened. Right. Like she's not, she doesn't put forth like a perfect, like, this is all the great stuff that I did. She's very, very honest. And like, just because of the way that she is, then it's, it's inspired millions of people. Yeah. To become saints, and to so to become, saint. become and, saints. to become saint, to become saints. and uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the key. I, I wish this was more practical. It bothers me that it's not, but it's one of those things where it's so individual that it's hard to say like, here's what you should do. Because I can give you tips on how to be virtuous in my life and with what I'm dealing with.
2: <laughs> but you're not living my life, so it really but doesn't do you good. Life, so yeah, yeah, I mean, when, when you have an affection, St. Francis de Sales says, when you have an, an affection in prayer, it means you have a general movement of the will towards some ideal, right? So like, I want to be more humble. I want to be better at flossing, etc. I want to be saint. I want to be saint. But instead of saying that, you take, you and, and uh, affections are good... But then you need to move them towards resolutions. And I talk about this yeah. I've talked about this in the podcast yeah. before. So whenever you yeah. hear us talk about affectivity on the podcast, this is a very effective podcast with an A. You need to take it and be like,
3: all right. It's not a very effective podcast. It's not a very
2: effective a. podcast, it's a very effective <laughs> podcast. Yeah. You gotta take it and be like, all right, what, what concrete resolution can I do in my life? How can I how can I hide myself? I guess okay, so ask yourself this question. Here's some here's some small group questions. Um what is your public life? You know, so we all have a public life to whatever extent that is. Uh, who who do you who do you allow to judge your interior life? That's another question. Like what's your public life? And who do you allow to judge your interior life? and should they? Um, there are some people who only know our exterior lives, even if we talk to them every day. and um they really shouldn't we shouldn't really allow them to judge our interior life. I mean, you can, you can kind of, you can, you can ask close friends to help analyze and like pray with you over your interior life, but no one can really judge your interior life except God. Uh, So take it to prayer and be like, Hey God, what part of my interior life are you asking me to burn brighter? Like, how can I, how can I hide myself away from my own radiance? However far I radiate. And we all do just by nature of our baptism, just by nature of our like loving Jesus.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This has been the crunch. We're going to leave you on that cliffhanger because I don't know. I don't know anything. And also I really have to go to the bathroom. Well, that's how every episode ends, so that is how every episode actually I have to go to the bathroom and also clean up all the glass in my kitchen.
2: <laughs> so you know, glass in the kitchen is
3: is kind of like our spiritual lives. Ah uh, uh, you can find us on Twitter dot com <laughs> slash Roposla or Catholic Pat uh or on Facebook, Facebook dot com slash the Crunchcast. You can find us at TheCrunchcast.com. dot com. You can call us in if you'd like to be a part of our monthly mailbag. Sponsored by our Patreon supporters. It's seventy-five two five one three nine eight nine. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show and talk about your topic or question. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash the crunch, if you'd like to contribute to the boys. Um there's yeah. I, we don't profit off that, by the way. That 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 is a that goes towards podcast expenses. That's true. Um let's see. Did I miss anything?
2: We don't profit off it. Like, yeah, it doesn't make really much make much sense to profit off of it.
3: Well, I can't, I can't like legally profit off of it. Oh, really? Because <laughs> of my job.
2: Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't really take any money out. It just sits, it sits in a bank account until we need to do a podcast
3: expense. Right, which is which includes flying one of us to where the other person is, <laughs> which is, which is a podcast expense. It is podcast. So, podcast. Uh, d- is there anything else you need to tell the people? I don't I need to tell the people. Okay. Guys, we got to be going saints. That's that is all for the day. Nothing new, but maybe maybe it'll strike you in a new way. Who knows? Patrick, I'm signing off. All right. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we will see you next week.